Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. Today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Eater Portland editor Brooke Jackson-Glidden about the best nachos in town. Which restaurants have the craziest combos? Which ones must you try today? So get ready to get hungry because we're climbing a mountain of nachos and we're not coming down for at least 20 minutes. It's Wednesday, October 18th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Before we start... On nachos, um, can I give you a little history about nachos? Yes, please. Really? I mean, I'm assuming you know all this because you're a food writer, but just... I know about everything. Every food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as many of us already assumed, it's not a traditional Mexican dish. It has its origins in the Texas border area. It was made up like in 1943, and the reason it's called nachos is because some dude named Ignacio made it up. And so I don't know if you know this, but uh, in Spanish names, Ignacio, the the nickname in, in Mexican culture for Ignacio is nacho. Oh, fun. And they, they were like, oh, it's the nacho special. And it was basically made for a white lady. A white lady came through and she was just like, can you just make me something fun? You know? <laughs> and he was just like, oh, you don't like any of the food we have here. Sure. I'll make something just for you. And he did, and now it's now everybody loves nachos. So interesting, sort of like people pleaser based dish, I think. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Fun. No, you don't want something on the menu. You just want me to make something up. Totally, I'll do that. Yeah. That's a reasonable request to make at a restaurant. <laughs> <That's> so- <laughs> <laughs> right? You just could be like, I read through your menu. Just curious, could you make something else? Wild request, but <laughs> no. I like nachos, so go off, queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. To start off, I wanted to know uh, what your ideal nacho toppings are because there's so many now. Yes. So, okay. So when I think about my dream nacho, it is not a nacho in Portland, Oregon. Apologies to the city of Portland. Um, It was a place on campus called Sunset Cantina, and it was like truly a gargantuan pile of nonsense. Um, but I think that getting like a little pile of nachos doesn't make any sense to me. So even more than like specific toppings, I just want enormity and maximalism in a nacho experience. So to me, that means at least two different types of cheese. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a saucy gal. Like I want I want things to be like covered in stuff. A little soggy. Yeah, and I'm okay with like juicy because like I don't want like if if chicken is juicy but the skin isn't perfectly crispy, I'm okay with that. I think a lot of people I know they prefer it crispy. So anyway. Long story long, um, on nachos, I like at least one salsa, guac, sour cream. Like, I want, like, a lot of stuff. What about meats? I don't require meats. Okay. I think I I do require, well, is that true? What about beans? I do want a bean. Like, I, okay. I really personally, in my heart, I want a bean of some kind on there. 
Um, it feels wrong if there isn't a bean. And I'm okay with a pinto bean. I'm okay with a black bean. I just want a bean. A single bean. One bean. A single bean right on top like a cherry. <laughs> that just uh, rolls every time you try to catch it. It's just like, not today. Or it's it's like the baby in a king cake. Like, who gets the bean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if we're talking like ideal, yeah, there are beans and there's meat. Mm-hmm. I think like... Again, I kind of almost go, because I'm like a saucy gal, I like like a guisado kind of vibe. Like if we're doing mm. something like kind of barbacoa-y. I mean, some people it's like they want like crispy, crispy carnitas or like something where it's like, okay. eh, I, I like I like it messy, you know? Mm-hmm. I do want to say, Brooke, I Googled these Sunset Cantina Boston nachos. Yeah. And I'm noticing something and we're gonna it's going to take us to our next uh, question that I have for you, which is like, what? shouldn't you put on nachos? And I'm just going to immediately say lettuce. Oh, interesting. I don't want lettuce on nachos. It's so weird. And I'm seeing lettuce on here. They just put a ton of garbage on there. Like, it's okay. there's so much. <laughs> and like, okay, I'm coming back from like a, a party and I'm drunk and I'm- Shredded iceberg? Yes. I Okay, okay. I will stand by this. I will stand okay. by this. I okay. think I'm going to be canceled. I'm going to be canceled <gasps> for this. I, wa- I think I'm- Pico, I think, belongs on nachos, period. Like, it's like one of my bottom tier salsas. Like, if I'm, like, in a salsa scenario and I have chips and salsa, Mm -hmm. like, I don't want Pico there. But on a nacho, I think it's, like, super crucial. Um, I thought you were going to say no Pico on nachos. And then I was going to hit the leave button. I knew it. And, and like, honestly, I get it. And that would be fair of you. Um, (laughs) No, I think Pico does belong on nachos. But, again, part of that, like, handful of fresh shit at the end. Mm -hmm. So, like, Pico and then, like, yeah, maybe some shreddis. Um cilantro i am like mm-hmm. i'm i'm a big herb person i think that herbs belong on pretty much everything but nachos included so i'm curious like do you think there's a wrong way to make nachos like have you seen any like just disasters in your travels yes so when people go really flat with their nachos which i understand you're either going to have everything be too wet and weird or you're going to undersauce them and everything's going to like overcook. Yeah. I really hate like a burnt nacho where it's like the cheese, like the chips have browned, the cheese is, you know, and it's like congealed and just like a yeah, little Yeah, it's weird. like yeah. it's it's like maybe the cheese has separated or broken. It's like nah, that ain't it. Or it's like they've gone so saucy and they haven't like Again, when they go that super flat kind of route, it's like then you just have like this pool of like meat juice and like sour cream liquid. And you're like, God, this is such a bummer. <laughs> like, yeah. So you yeah. want like the balance. And I do think that the solution is actually in the chip structure as opposed to distribution of toppings. Interesting. You know, I once saw someone do like Triscuit nachos and people like swore by it. And I was just like, I don't know how I feel about that, the man. Triscuit is such a weird... I mm, I don't think so. I I don't think so, honey. I think like it, the texture of a triscuit right? feels like it'd be so distracting, right? Yeah, or just crackers in general. Yeah, like it's a chip. I'm okay with a wonton nacho, which we will get into. But oh, oh, wonton nachos are ooh. that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. You know, one thing that I hate on nachos is actually. If they don't incorporate queso, you know, I need like a, a saucy, yeah. creamy, like just yeah. little kid cheese. It's interesting you say that because I prefer. I notice when I'm thinking about like the nachos that I like best, they tend to be like a, a queso style nacho. Like I'm thinking about places with like a melty cheese sauce as opposed to a molten cheese. Yeah. It's hard to do that right, though. I think like I think in general and this is something I've talked about with many people. Portland's queso game is pretty lacking. I think um, we could work on our queso culture, but 
I do think when someone really nails a cheese sauce, like I'm down, I'm there. Have you had the queso or have you had the chips at the fixing too? <gasps> yes. So I think they're solid. I do. I do. Because you can, you can, you, they also do the Frito pie there, which I find really fun. I've, um, I used to hang out there and go to shows there a lot. And so it was like the pregame of the beer and, and like nachos or Frito pie. I think their nacho is strong. And I, again, like, I think that part of that is the, they have a good handle on the cheese. Yeah, they have a good queso. And also I, something that they introduced, well, it wasn't probably them, but mm -hmm. something that I really love that they do is they put, um, pork. You know, like, I don't know. It's almost like I want to say carnitas, but I don't know if that yeah. they're, do, they're doing some sort of like barbecue oh, pork, yeah. shreddy, right. delicious thing on top. And like, I'm so used to having nachos with like, you know, beans and maybe yeah. some steak that the, the shredded pork, it was like a revelation. I was like, oh, yes, this makes so much sense. You this know, this is this is why I really like a nacho. So like to me again, like there are like camps of nacho styles. And I feel like there is the dive bar nacho and there is the Mexican restaurant nacho. And some dive bar nachos, they do get really cool with the meats. Not always, though. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's take a quick break here. And when we return, more nachos and more Brooke. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's narrow this down. Yes. How about your top three uh, nachos in Portland based on overall quality? Like, which spots do you think just nail it every time and you would fully recommend to anyone listening? I'm going to I'm gonna get some haters for this, but I, I stand by it. Um, okay. So, yes, it's fussy. Yes, it's chefy. It's also delicious. And, and fight me, honestly, uh, is the expatriate nacho. I think expatriate nachos rule. Like, they're so good. So, you have a wonton chip. You have like this lemongrassy beef and you have like this chili cheese sauce again, like perfect texture every time, super melty, super tasty. Um, and then they use like mukrit lime in their like version of like a pico. So it's like, again, like the flavor combinations are really wild. I don't know. It's like a, it's fun every time. It's good every time. And they also, again, have this understanding of how you stack to make sure that everything kind of gets good without getting gross or like soggy um i really like low tide lounges nachos similarly um in that like they really have a good handle on the stack like a nat a nacho tower i'm looking at them right now yeah that's a that's quite a mountain there right and uh, again you want that artistry you want that um feat of architecture of chip architecture mm -hmm. <laughs> because it, it's gonna really make it so there's a nice balance of sauce and they're more molten nacho they're more yes. like on the molten right right cheese right, right. side yeah so this is your saucy boy right here yeah I, I love i love low tides nachos and i think like this is one that i think people who go like they know this nacho they love this nacho this is this is a nacho that is generally beloved. Now, this is going to be, again, this is going to be one that I think people are going to call me on as a non-traditional nacho, but I stand by it as being a super good nacho, is the wonton nacho at Grind With Tries, which is the, like, Filipino-Hawaiian place on Alberta. Am I going to get hate for this because of what 
it is and how far it is from a traditional nacho, probably. Um, I mean, but, I mean, you just you just brought up two wonton nachos. I know, <laughs> I I know. <laughs> I just I think that their poke is really good, and like it's huge. It's like absolutely piled high. And then they put it like unagi sauce on it and like seaweed flakes. It's just like, okay. So like to me, if I'm being candid and we're using the word nacho like very liberally, mm-hmm. shout out to those nachos. If you're like, Brooke, be serious for once, um, then I can understand that not being an option. And I will accept that. Um, I would say, and again, this is one that I think people might call me on. They might not like it. But Again, because I like a cheese, a molten cheese sauce, and because I like having a really good choice of meats, um, I really like tight tacos at the zipper. They have a nacho. And it's, like, got that bright orange molten cheese vibe. But I think it's it's the exact flavor I'm looking for. And they got some guac, and they've got crema. And they, like, again, really go into town on making sure that every chip has a little drizzle of something, something on it. This is a flat boy, though. It is a flat boy. I know. I know this is my exception to the rule. It is against all the, the Everything structural... Everything I've said. It's an iconoclast. Yeah. And I think that why this works is... Oh, it's queso. That's why. Distribution. That's what I mean, right? So I want, like, a cheese sauce. I don't want, like, mm-hmm. it's it's a good cheese sauce distribution. And again, the way I think they're using squirt, squirt bottles. So it's like every chip has got like it's a perfect little chip of, oh, there's a little crema. Oh, there's a little guac. Perfect little bite every time. And I think that that consistency of bite is why I'm OK with it. This is the first nachos that I've seen. Because every time you say, you know, you say anything to me, Brooke, I Google it just so I can have a visual. And yeah. and, and you're right. Like this looks perfect. I would definitely order this. I've had the expatriate nachos and I love them. Yes. And I just want everyone to know they will like knock you on your ass. Like if you think that is your like little meal before a meal, no, like you're going to eat those and then you're done. It's crazy. I got so much hate. When we when we did this nacho story, so many people were like, oh, you would recommend the expatriate nachos. That's such a small serving. And I'm like, in what universe, my dude? Like, like, that's, so a big, that's a yeah. lot of nacho. So what are the craziest nachos you've had in town? Like ingredients that you're like, this shouldn't be working right now, but it is. Because what you just told me, yeah. you're like, there's poke and stuff. I'm like, well, that. That is kind of my answer. Yeah. So tell me about this place. Yeah. So Grandma Tries, it was a food cart. And this food cart. Just like, how do you say it? I, I have so no idea what you're saying. So it's grind, like like Ono grinds, right? Yeah. Uh, with tries, which is the guy's name, basically. But their nachos, they have like just their straight up ahi poke nachos mm-hmm. um, that are a little spicy. I really like the quality of the fish they use. Their sauce is really good. They'll put like unagi sauce on there and like little seaweed flakes. So like again, it's it's a stretch from like a traditional nacho. Um, and why, probably why I think people would be like, girly pop, be serious. But I really do think it's a, a strong nacho choice. And again, the expatriate nachos, like so creative to do something where, again, you have, you're taking this sort of like Southeast Asian flavor palette and then sort of like mm-hmm. finding natural matches. Cool. So you're saying like craziest nachos you've had that shouldn't make sense, but do make sense is the expatriate and then the grind with tries yeah. pokey nachos. Yeah. What's cool about nachos is that they're like an all-season food. Like they taste great on a hot day with margs, but they're also kind of comforting on a rainy day if like topped with enough hot stuff. You know, any favorite locations that are just based on environment, like vibes, if you will? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I actually would say that one of my answers to this is 
the zipper just because I really like sitting out on their patio. And like mm-hmm. you have the cocktail bar there so you can kind of get whatever kind of drink you want. And so you're you're sitting out on this like group patio. You're on one of the picnic tables. You have like a really good cocktail. It's such a perfect kind of nacho experience. It's again like that quality of like we're all going to share stuff. We're all going to like kind of dig into this same pile of chips. I really, really like that. Alternatively, if it's like, I mean, we've talked about this. I really like kind of a dive bar vibe. And so if it's like a rainy day and I'm going for the vibe in that sort of way, I really like the K's in in Selwood. I think that like that the K's experience, I think, is is a good one for me. And I've never been to K's, never been to K's bar, but already I love their their storefront. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. So it's like, again, it depends on the time of year. I do think that like, it it really depends on, do you want to be drinking a fun cocktail on a patio and eating nachos that way? Or are you going for like a, we're sitting around a bar? I'm looking at Kay's food though, and it looks legit. It looks really good. Yeah. And I, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a dive. It's not necessarily a dive, but like, I do think that the vibe in there feels very like classic Portland bar to me. And like, yes, their nachos are great. The house cheese sauce, blah, blah. But like, I think they fry their chips in house too. But like, it's also just something about being in there on like a November night. That's like, ah, this rules. This is what I'm going for. Yeah. Well, I feel like we nailed the assignment. (laughs) We did it. Yeah. We talked about nachos. We, uh, Name some really great ones in town. I'm really curious, you know, for our listeners, like, what are your favorite nachos? Like, what spots should we check out? Yes. I mean, nachos are going to, if they're done good, like, they're just going to be awesome. Ignacio had a wonderful idea. Pour one out for Ignacio. Again, accommodating. Every time. (laughs) Accommodating people who really didn't deserve to be accommodated. Ignacio (laughs) Anaya, you are a sweetheart. Thank you for bringing nachos to the world. (laughs) Seriously. We love you so much. Pour one out for you. What I, I like the idea of like we're pouring out cheese sauce for you. <laughs> Just pouring out queso for yeah. Ignacio Nacho Anaya for sure. Beautiful. And now for your microdose of news. You might remember the Canby School District's efforts to ban 36 books by Black, Latina, and LGBTQ plus authors. But after all was said and done, they decided on only one book to ban. Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov. And personally, I'm against all book bans. But if I had to choose one for kids to maybe not read without context, yeah, that would be the one. And also anything by Henry Miller, I suppose. Also, Portland Public Schools is looking into relocating Cleveland High School to the current Fred Meyer headquarters on Southeast Powell. Though technically not for sale, school officials have toured the site. Cleveland, which is also on Powell, currently has the smallest footprint of any high school in the city and sits at one of Portland's most dangerous pedestrian intersections, not to mention that their brick building is at high risk of collapsing during a larger earthquake. And a listener has heeded my request for recommendations on the best hot toddies in town. Krista says the McMinimins chains have a great hot toddy called the Toddy Number no. 7. It's made with her in-house herbal liquor. It's so good, and you can enjoy it next to their great fire pits. Thank you, Krista, for the lead. If anyone else has any comments or hot toddy recommendations, hit us up at Portland at CityCast.fm or leave us a voicemail at 503-208-5448. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. 
I'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. Slim's.